Toward the end of her life, St. Therese of Lisieux meditated upon the second reading we heard from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. She was trying to figure out what part of the body she was. And she talked about the angst and even the anxiety and frustration she had in figuring it out. Because her heart desired to be so much, desired to be all things. She had this great desire to be a missionary, and yet she was a Carmelite nun. And so she was trying to figure out what the Lord was calling her to be in his mystical body. And she wrestles with this. She goes back and forth. And then she settles upon the image of the heart. That she is called to be the heart from where love and blessings flow. That for her to be in the heart of God and to send forth, to emanate forth his love was her particular place in the body. And though it wasn't necessarily what she thought she wanted initially, when she came to know this and understand this, she has this almost inexpressible joy. You know, in our own lives, we're each called to follow after God in a particular way, to fulfill a particular role in the mystical body of Christ. When we look to St. Therese's example, we come to realize very quickly that the fruit, that we come to understand what God is calling us to be and to do, not necessarily through that first inclination of the heart, but after years of prayer, discernment, and silence before God. That in order to know who we are, what we are, and what we're called to do, we must first and foremost go to God and listen to Him. To be clear... We must be men and women of prayer. Not secondarily, but primarily. To heed directly and in every day of our life the wish of St. Paul to pray without ceasing. To make our entire lives an oblation, an offering of prayer to God. This sounds wonderful, But initially, and right away, we can start to look at the obstacles to prayer in our lives. We can see that we have responsibilities at work, responsibilities at home, any number of other distractions that come into our life. And this is important to recognize, that until prayer becomes the center part of our life, becomes a primary thing, becomes the one thing I need to do with my life, there will always be something easier, There will always be something funner. There will always be something, so to speak, or at least we think it is, better than prayer. We will always find an obstacle to prayer. So prayer is not only difficult, it is also in one way an obstacle in itself because of that. And so therefore we have to look at prayer as it truly is. It's an asceticism. It's a practice. To pray is to choose to do something other than what maybe our heart has its desire on at that particular moment. To pray means I have to choose sometimes to suffer, sometimes to struggle, as opposed to have that fun little 15 minutes on my phone or something else that we can do with our lives. But when we pray, difficult as it is, the Lord starts to reveal himself more fully and more beautifully in our lives. 
In the Gospel today, we hear from the Gospel of Luke, where Jesus breaks open the Scriptures and says to the people, Today, this marvelous Scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Now imagine for a second. Put yourself in perhaps three different shoes here. Perhaps put yourself in the position of the person who was there each and every week in the synagogue. But not only in the synagogue every week, but spending time throughout the week praying the Psalms, studying Scripture. When Jesus walked in, read that Scripture passage and said it, it would have shaken you to your very core. You may have been upset, you may have been confused, but you would have no doubt been moved. Because your life was a life of prayer. A life of opening up the Scriptures. Now imagine if you were someone who was new or rarely came. You might not have even noticed what Jesus did in that moment. And lastly, imagine if you weren't there. This is what happens in our lives when we don't show up to pray every day. When we don't come to Mass every Sunday. The Lord comes in. The Lord speaks. And we hear not because we're somewhere else. And even when we come, are our hearts open to listen? Are we sitting here void or are we sitting here with an open, gentle heart, ready to be moved, ready to be provoked, ready to fall deeper and more madly in love with Christ Jesus? Because we heard in the first reading from the prophet Nehemiah, when we start to read scripture, it can hurt. When we start to pray, it can make us feel so inadequate, so unworthy of the love that God has for us. But yet, what happens at the end of that reading? They say rejoice, eat, be glad, be merry. Because the God who has given us the law, the God who has made himself incarnate for us, they wouldn't say that, we would say this, has come to us and offers us joy indescribable because of his love. There is always a path forward. There is always a place for healing and redemption in the Lord. But are we willing to hear it? Are we willing to put ourselves in a position by praying daily, especially with Scripture, by coming to Mass every Sunday, by going to confession regularly, by giving the Lord our hearts malleable, soft, so that He can form them into that part in His mystical body that only He can do, and where our greatest happiness and hope lie? The other thing we need to recognize here is that we have to have that soft, so to speak, fleshy heart. That St. Therese went to the Lord with a soft heart. Yes, she wanted to be a missionary. Yes, she wanted all these things. But her greatest desire was His greatest desire for her. And when she discovered it, she found the greatest joy she'd ever experienced. And so it is for us. You know, when I became a Dominican priest, I wanted to be the hand. I wanted to be the hammer. I wanted to bring the gospel, the good news, to do the hard work, the heavy lifting. But sometimes the Lord shows us that our greatest joy is not in necessarily what we want, but what He wants for us. And so we have to come to Him again and again and again to give Him our heart. And to be happy. You know, I might want to be a hand or a foot or whatever I want. The ear, the mouth. But I'd be happy being an eyelash or a fingernail. Because in the mystical body of Christ, each one of us is necessary. Each one of us is loved. 
You know, if I were to lose a fingernail or an eyelash, it wouldn't matter. But for God and His mystical body, it does matter. Each one of us has infinite value and adds infinite value to the mystical body when we are doing what we are called to do. And we are who we are called to be. And I leave you with a challenge for this week. The 1% challenge. 1% of your day is 15 minutes. This week, I challenge each of you to give the Lord 15 minutes of prayer. Quiet prayer. Turn off all of your devices. Sit with the Lord and be still. Read from the daily gospel for the Mass. And reflect. Read it slowly. Read it prayerfully for five or seven minutes. And then ask the Lord, Lord, what are you calling me to do? What are you calling me to be? And listen. Place your heart into the master potter's hands and let him form you. For today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. But will you hear it?